What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It is Tuesday, otherwise known as Otani Tuesday. We got this week in Otani news, buy or sell, and a top five list that you won't want to miss. Top five destinations where Juan Soto could end up. Is your team on the list? Find out here soon. But let's get into it. It is showtime. What's up, my friends? This is a good day. Tuesdays are always good days because I get to rock my Shohei shirt with a lot of Shohei faces on it, and we get to talk about baseball. So not only is it Shohei Day, we also have buy or sell and a top five list that I'm really looking forward to because Juan Soto is looking more and more likely to be on the move. Where could it be? Well, I got you covered. But let's get into it with my all-time favorite segment this week in Shohei Otani news. We're going to talk about his all-star game performance. We're going to talk about his pitching and his hitting and his awards that he has racked up. This is going to be a good one here today. Let's start with the all-star game. His entire All-Star game performance, not just the game. The game was great. He led off the game. That was really cool. But even from the second I got there, the first thing that happened, I get there to media day. Dusty Baker, the AL manager, is out there, and he's asked about the starting pitcher. And he's asked if Shohei Otani was going to start the game. And Dusty Baker said, I asked Shohei if he wanted to start the game. He was offered the starting pitcher. And was told no, he wanted to end up starting on Friday. We, we saw him pitch. But Shohei Otani was asked to start the All-Star game. After everybody was talking about it, is it going to be Shohei? Well, it could have been. And you couldn't have gone wrong. That would have been a great option. But he turned that down. And then what else did we see from him? First pitch of the game, we saw something cool. Clayton Kershaw, Dodger legend against Shohei Otani, current legend of the game, face of baseball, the clash that we were all waiting for. Kershaw says, you know what? I'm going to throw as hard as I can. It's going to be 91. See what you can do with it. Shohei Otani, as he's walking up to the plate, says, first pitch, I'm swinging. That's it. That's all I know. He goes up there, first pitch, gets a knock up the middle, first hit on the first pitch of an all-star game since Mike Trout in 2015. Doesn't seem like that long ago. It's seven years ago at this point. That's a long time. So, of course, Shohei did it. First pitch of the game, gets a hit. Gets on first base, immediately gets picked off. Immediately. He was definitely going to steal and immediately gets picked off by Clayton Kershaw. He laughs it off, face in the dirt, just laughs it off. But that was great. His all-star game performance from start to finish was a lot of fun. And this one was different. Last year, we saw him in the Home Run Derby. We saw him leading off. We saw him starting on the mound. There, That's a lot. That was a lot to do. So this one was different. He didn't have to do all that. And I actually got to catch up with him on the red carpet and talk to him about just that, maybe enjoying this All-Star game a little more and had some other questions for him as well. So I want to play that for you guys. And you all know how cool this was for me to catch up with my best friend, Shohei Otani and Ipe on the red carpet. Just a really cool moment, and here it is now. Shohei, first off, congratulations again. This is really cool. Now that 
you're not in the home run derby, the leading off and pitching. Are you able to kind of appreciate this All Star game more, enjoy everything that's going on? Definitely having. I don't want to say more fun, but last year was my first time. I didn't really know what to do, but I went around. I went through it once. I know how it goes. So this time around, I'm definitely be、uh, able to relax. Ebay, I want to talk to you. I appreciate you just as much. This is really cool. You guys are able to do this. How cool is this All Star Game experience for you as well? You're here every step of the way with Shohei. Like kind of the same thing. Last year was it was a crazy two days, just running around everywhere. But like you said, he's only hitting this time, so I'm able to kind of chill and relax a little bit. Last one for you. How would Shohei, the batter, do against Shohei, the pitcher? Shohei, how will Shohei react to this result? Well, this year, I'm more likely to be the pitcher. I'm more likely to be the pitcher. So, if we're talking this year, the pitcher Otani wins. He could just throw the heater down the middle, and the, the batter has no shot. <laughs> that that last question's great because. I I think Shohei knew what I was asking when I did. So the chuckle there, and then the laugh from Ipe before he translated it back to me was was hysterical because he was laughing at Shohei's answer, which was just in in true humble fashion of Shohei. Yeah, I'd, I'd strike myself out this year. I'd just have to throw it right down the middle. It was so cool catching up with him. It was so cool talking to Ipe as well. I wanted to ask Ipe a question. I have a lot of respect. For what Ipe does for Shohei, he is everywhere with him, and it's not easy a lot of times with Shohei being all over the place and the superstar that he is now. A lot of people wanting to talk to him, he's always there, right next to him. And these two go back to Japan when Shohei was playing for the Ham Fighters over there. They go way back, and for him to be on this journey with Shohei is is really cool in my opinion. So I wanted to talk to him as well, hear what he had to say about this, and、uh, it was a really cool answer, and I'm happy for him and. I'm glad he was able to enjoy this one a little more than last year, but just really cool for me to have that entire conversation. You guys know that have listened to this segment every week how much I I I love and appreciate what he's doing for the game of baseball, and now I'm here wearing this shirt and this set looks like it does. It just looks incredible, and that's all because of what he's doing for the game of baseball. And to have that conversation and to shake his hand was was all really really cool. But All Star Game ends, and he ends up starting on the mound on Friday because he ended up not wanting to start the All Star Game on the mound because he wanted to pitch on Friday for the Angels, for his team, and he wanted to go out there for them. And through the first six innings of the game, he absolutely dominated. He ended up going six and a third, struck out eleven guys. Shohei Otani has his MLB leading eighth ten strikeout, ten plus strikeout game this season. It's his fifth consecutive ten-plus strikeout game, which is the third longest streak in franchise history. The only other guy on this list is Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan had a seven-game streak in 1977, and he also had a six-game streak in 1972 and 73. It split those two years. So Shohei, when it comes to pitching, is on a list with only Nolan Ryan in Angels history. He continues to amaze. That last inning, he ends up getting one out, gave up six earned runs. All six came in that inning, so six dominant innings, and then a tough inning for him there at the end. He didn't have a high pitch count. Tried to battle through it, wanted to get through that inning, and just didn't have it. The Braves 
who are, have been the best team in the National League since June 1st, got to them a little bit. And that's okay. It's baseball. We're talking about two months now. Two months straight of basically perfection. That's how good he's been. So he has one bad inning. It's allowed. It's okay. For every few dominant starts, you're allowed a not-so-great start. And... You know, we saw that we saw that with Shohei. It's it's not all it's not all perfect. It, it can't be always. And you know what? Six earned runs in one inning. Oh, it jacked his ERA all the way up to two point eight zero. He has a two point eight ERA after that. That's how good he has been. Shohei Otani's numbers are the definition of video game stats. A two point eight zero ERA. And then just right after that start, the very next day, he hits home run number 20 on the year. He has a 2.80 ERA and 20 home runs. He's on pace for for what? We're a little over the halfway mark. He's at 20 homers. So he's on pace for somewhere between 35 and 40 home runs. And he's on pace to have a 2.80 ERA. And he's striking out everybody at this point. Eight starts of 10-plus strikeouts. Just think about that. Think about what we're seeing. And I know I drive this every single time I do this segment. But think about what I'm saying. A 2.80 ERA, eight starts of 10 or more strikeouts, five in a row in only a category with Nolan Ryan. Oh, and he's got 20 home runs on the year. 20. How crazy is that? Man, what a remarkable year we are in for once again. For the last year and a half, there has never been a better baseball player. For the last year and a half in Major League Baseball, we have seen the most incredible year and a half stretch in Major League Baseball history. And over the last week, Shohei appeared as a hitter in his 500th game. In those 500 games, he has 113 home runs and an 880 OPS. This is legendary, what we are seeing. It is remarkable. And I will continue to talk about it, and I will continue, if I need to be, to be the only one that appreciates him as much as he should be. But he's now getting more and more recognition. I believe he is the face of Major League Baseball. I am happy to have him as the face of this game that I love so much because this sport, I I love growing this game. I want this game to grow. And who can do it better than Shohei? A guy that's transforming the way we know this game, transforming the way we have ever seen this game played, all while being from another country and, and bringing on an entire new audience and bringing on people that gave up on the game of baseball, people that have never watched it before. People reach out to me all the time and say, I I either stopped watching baseball years ago or I've never watched. And the way you talk about Shohei or what I see about Shohei Otani has made me fall back in love with the game. That's what he does. He grows this game. He is a great face of baseball But over the last week, always right after the All-Star Game, is the ESPY Awards. And Shohei Otani, of course he did, took home not one, but two awards. 
He was named the best player in Major League Baseball, which is pretty cool. The best Major League Baseball player, and he was named best male athlete. Best male athlete. I agree. Agreeance from me. That's how good he is. I'm glad he's getting some recognition there. And I will continue and always continue on this show to give Shohei Otani the love and respect that he deserves. So another cool week for Shohei. Did it all again at the All-Star Game. Pitched, had more than 10 strikeouts again for the fifth straight time. Had his 20th homer of the season. And most importantly, we continued our friendship of being best friends. That was probably the highlight of his week. I have no doubts, but it was certainly the highlight of mine. And that does it for this week's edition of This Week in Shohei Otani News. All right, so now it is time for a fun segment, Buy or Sell. Producer Ray is out here with me. We're going to talk about some of the big topics in baseball, really whatever it may be. I don't know what it's going to be. So she's out here to ask me some questions, and I'm either going to buy or sell Whatever she is throwing my way. So, Producer Rhea, welcome on out. All right, let's do it, Ben. So, first buy or sell today. Buy or sell, the Red Sox should be sellers at the trade deadline. Oh, that's a good one. I'm buying that. Um, what we saw over the weekend with the Red Sox was, there's not a lot of words for this. Atrocious comes to mind. It was awful. They looked so bad, and they're now sitting right around the 500 mark, right around in the standings with the Baltimore Orioles. And look, this was a big series for them because it was a division rival. It was a a team in a wild card spot that they wanted to take that away. They had a big series at home, and they gave up more runs in a series than they ever have. The, The Blue Jays scored more runs in a series than they ever have. They lost the Friday game 28 to 5. Now, I could care less about the final score of one game, but the reason this matters is because it just, like, there's a lot of factors here. One, this series mattered. Two, it's time for them to kick it into gear, and and none of that happened. It it was embarrassing. They don't have the pitching they need. Their offense at the back end of the lineup is just not near as good as it needs to be. The defense is atrocious. They had some plays that were just downright embarrassing. The Red Sox are in a really, really bad place. And what they should do, and I don't know if they're going to do it, what they should do at the trade deadline is sell and build for the future. Because this team, this product they're putting out there on the field right now, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't a winning ball club. The pitching's not what it needs to be. The offense at the top end can be good, but the back end isn't. And the the defense is embarrassing. For those reasons, I'm saying I'm buying that they should be sellers at the trade deadline. All right, so next buyer, so Aaron Judge breaking the Yankees' all-time single-season home run record. Okay, I like that. The all-time record is 61. As of the All-Star break, he was on pace for 58. And post-All-Star break, he's just been a man on a mission. He's now on pace for 62. So am I buying or selling that Aaron Judge is going to break the all-time record? I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it because it's fun. It's fun to buy this, and it's fun to watch what he is doing. He's gone out. He bet on himself. He said no 
to a massive life-changing deal because he not only believed, he knew he was worth more than that. And what has he done since? He's gone out and hit more home runs by a lot than everybody else, 37 homers. He's on pace for 62. So he's on pace over over halfway through the year to break the all-time record. I think he could do it. I really do. I think he can do it. So I am going to buy that Aaron Judge does this. I'm going to buy that he hits 62 or more, and he's doing it all while playing a pretty dang good center field for the Yankees. This guy's about to get paid. I will also buy that he is about to be very, very rich. All right, so next buyer. So Julio Rodriguez currently has 16 home runs and 21 stolen bases. So buy or sell, he'll have a 30-30 season. Oh, man. Buy or sell, Julio goes 30-30. I'm going to buy that as well. I'm going to buy it because he got off to the year with a really slow start. We talked about it a lot on the show with all the rookies. Torkelson, Julio, Bobby Witt, all of these guys that are super super prospects got off to a slow start. But once that once the power came for him... It really turned on, and, and he's in a good spot there to get 30-30. So is he on pace to do it stolen base-wise? No. Or stolen base-wise, yes, he's on pace for probably upper 30s. Home run-wise, he's probably a tick behind, but with that really slow start, I think he's going to do it. We saw him in the All-Star game. He hit by far the most homers of anybody. He hit 81 homers in the, in the home run derby. This guy's got a lot of pop. He's shown it lately. I'm going to buy that he goes 30-30. You're cashing out today. I love it. Lots of bye, buys. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> oh, love those vocals. Thank you. All right, so next buyer. So Josh Hader is the most dominant closer since Mariano Rivera. So, well, one, Mo is the most dominant closer in history, but we're giving him his credit there. So is he the most? Is Josh Hader the most dominant since then? No, Josh Hader's not the most dominant closer in baseball right now. Edwin Diaz this year has been unbelievable. His slider's been maybe the best pitch in baseball. What Edwin Diaz has done over the course of the last couple of months, like I, I don't think people are talking about it enough. I, I talked about him here a couple weeks ago and said that he's the most dominant closer in baseball. I stand by that. Right now, Edwin Diaz is the most dominant closer in baseball. And yes, Josh Hader went on a historic stretch. This is no discredit to him. He's fantastic. We've seen him be a little uh, not perfect, I guess, lately. He's given up a couple runs. So I'm, I'm, I'm not only going to sell this, I'm going to sell that he's the most dominant closer in baseball right now because that goes to Edwin Diaz. All right, so next by or sell, the Giants will make a second-half push to the playoffs. I'm going to sell. Um, the Giants have issues. The Giants have some, some serious issues. I'm selling this. Um, I think last year, what we saw from them winning the NL West was just the perfect storm. You have you have all these guys that were performing to the absolute best of their capability, and it was truly incredible to watch. It was a special year to watch. But are they, are they going to make a push and get into the playoffs this year? I'm selling that. I don't think we can see again these guys and one Buster Posey was a part of it last year. We don't have that Buster Posey back. We don't have we don't have him. It's different this year for the Giants. 
Is is Brandon Crawford going to have a career year getting up there in age? I don't think so. Is Evan Longoria going to have a career year? No. Do you have Chris Bryant? No. Do you have Kevin Gosman having a career year? No. Now, Carlos Rodon's been good, but I just don't think that they have what they have going last year, where it was just the perfect storm, great chemistry, a great team with every single guy on that roster performing to the best of their ability. I don't think we're going to get that this year. I don't think they go on a run. If I had to pick right now, they don't make the playoffs. I am selling. All right, so last buy or sell. I know you discussed this on the show yesterday. Juan Soto will get traded. Oh, Juan Soto will be traded. So I I flip-flop here. I've been going back and forth for it. I even tweeted like two days ago that I don't think he's going to get traded. But if, if that changes, I'll let you know. I, I, I'm still going to sell. I, I don't think he's a national forever. I don't. But I don't think this year is the year he gets traded. And, and I will also add the nationals are in a really bad spot. They're in a conundrum here. Because you have... Juan Soto, who's 23 years old, perhaps the best hitter in the game. He's already in a category with Ted Williams. So what do you do with him? You offer him, and look, $440 million over 15 years is an incredible high number. But for a guy like Juan Soto, that AAV of $29.5 million per year, it's a slap in the face. There's 20 guys making more than that per year. The Nationals knew that that wasn't going to be accepted. They know that they... If that's their best offer, which I don't think it is, but if that's what they're going to offer him, then they realize they don't have the money to sign him. So now what do you do? You certainly don't put him on a plane. You, you certainly don't make him fly commercial to the All-Star game. You should probably buy him a private jet like most teams do for their guys. But no, they didn't do that. Another slap in the face. So they're in a tough situation because it doesn't appear like they have or are willing to give him Maybe they can't. I, I don't. I think they can, but it doesn't appear like, appear like they're going to give him what he deserves. So then you look to a trade, but he's only under contract for two more years after this before a team's going to have to pay him close to half a billion dollars. So what do you do there? Teams know that. They're not going to give up their top five, six prospects for Juan Soto. They're not going to break the farm for him right now, in my opinion. I mean... I wouldn't blame them. It's Juan Soto. But you know after two years, not only are you going to deplete your farm system, there's also no guarantee you sign him in two years. So I think the Nationals should, but I don't think they can get what they want. And for that reason, I'm going to sell that Juan Soto gets traded by this year's deadline. I don't think it happens. But that's our last buy or sell, and it actually leads right into this top five that I want to do my top five trade destinations for Juan Soto. So let's head on over here to the board. These are my top five trade destinations where I think he should end up. Will he end up there this year? I don't know. I don't have a future. I don't, I I do have a future, but I don't have a futuristic ball is what I was trying to say, but these are the teams that are interested. And this is in my opinion, with everything I've heard and everything that I believe where I think his top five trade destinations will be. At number five, 
I have the Los Angeles Dodgers. This one, you know, I've heard the Dodgers in the talks here in the rumblings of getting him, but nothing too serious yet. The Dodgers are on this list because they're the Dodgers. And if they want to pay for Juan Soto, they can. They have the farm system to do it, and they have the money to re-sign him. So they are here at number five. Moving on to number four, the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, let me explain this one. The Cardinals have the farm system to do this. They have a lot of young studs in that farm system that they could fork over to the Nationals and bring in a guy like Juan Soto. There has also been talks of them being very interested. So I've heard their name as a potential, like, yeah, this, they're, they're all in on this. Do I think it happens? I don't know. I have them here at number four. Let's move on to number three, San Diego Padres. This would be a great fit. They have a good farm system. Now, now you start getting into a tricky situation of how do you pay Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, and Manny Machado. That's a lot. The payroll gets to be an iffy situation, but they have the prospects that they could fork over. They have a lot of young talent, and they have talked about before wanting to get a guy there to staple down that outfield. I have the Padres at number three. Moving on to number two, the New York Yankees. They have the money. This would be a stereotypical New York Yankees move. They have the prospects, Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe. I mean, it goes, it goes on. They have a deep farm system. Do they deplete it for a guy like Juan Soto? I think it's fairly likely. I could see it happening. They're also reportedly in on him. They've reached out to the Nats. They've asked about this. Who wouldn't want Juan Soto? But let's be honest. When you hear Juan Soto might be going somewhere, the, one of the first names that comes to mind is the New York Yankees because that's their track record. But moving on, to my number one destination for Juan Soto, the New York Mets. Uncle Steve Cohen has come in and proven, I'm going to fork over as much money as it takes to win. I want to win. I want to do it right now. He goes out. He gets Lindor. He gets Scherzer. He brings in all these guys to make them a better team. They are a much better team. And I think if it happens if it does happen at this trade deadline, I know I sold it. I don't think it will happen by this trade deadline, but that's yet. I flip-flop seemingly every day. I refuse to believe to this point that he might be on the move this year. But if he does, I think it's going to be the New York Mets. I think Steve Cohen comes in, packages a bunch of guys, and he has the money to pay Juan Soto over the course of the next decade or whatever it may be to lock him up. I think Juan Soto wants to be a New York Met. That's where I think he wants to end up, and I think it will happen, whether it's this trade deadline or next year or when he's a free agent. I think the destination for Juan Soto is right here with the New York Mets. But that does it for this Tuesday episode of Flippin' Bats. Otani Tuesday, we talked about Otani. Buy or sell, and of course, where Juan Soto is going to end up. This is a fun one. I hope you all enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening right now. Just hit that subscribe button. Rate it five stars if you can. Leave a comment if you can. It all really helps. Flipping Bats Pod. It's also on social media everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. You can watch every episode on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod. This one has been a lot of fun. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And until next time, peace.